Welcome to Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth, the uh, side attachment bonus download whatever to uh, regular Disney Minus, where instead of movies we're talking about the video game Kingdom Hearts. I'm still Steven. And I'm still Cat, and I'm still kicking and screaming. Yeah. Are you worried like about it? Yes, I am, because you keep telling me not to worry, and that makes me very worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's fair. Uh, so, I don't know, if, I'm sure you probably remember, um, we basically should be finishing up the Disney stuff today. Uh, last time we did most of them. I lost track of all the Disney worlds we covered. Hang on. We did Aladdin, we did uh, Halloween Town. Yeah, we did Pirates. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Those Hercules. were the big That was it. Yeah. So, yeah, we did we did a bunch. Um, oh, yeah, I just the remembered, yeah. I just remembered I still gotta actually do the um the answer report like post on the twitter thread for that so i gotta go back and do that once, once we're done recording um but anyway so we left off in space and uh let me let me get back over to my notes. after the uh the careless whispers number what i don't know if you remember like with uh jack and sally dancing and then Flora oh and dancing and i started humming careless whispers oh yeah that's right totally okay okay never mind i'm with you took me a sec um <laughs> are you Steven? are you really eh. Anyway, uh, so back out in space, uh, we are, that whole, like, fuzziness we were seeing earlier, that's gotten quite a bit clearer. Hang on one sec, let me see if I can get that to post. And I'm starting the timer. Oh, right. Ooh, funky. Yes. Uh, and let me see. Uh, Nico, thankfully, flew over to it, so we can, we get the name of this world now, even though we can't go there just yet. Um. Show it if we cannot get to it. Do what? Why does it show it if we cannot get to it? Because it's slowly, like, fading in, basically. Uh, Chip and Dale basically say that, like, okay, now it's... The reading is strong enough that they can actually see what it is. And, uh, which one of them says it? Chip. Okay, yeah, I have a hard time telling the field of park. Chip says that for some reason, his radar is picking up, like, a double image of Twilight Town. That doesn't show on the map, so I wasn't able to get a picture of that. Uh, so that's mm. happening. Um, but yeah, so uh, th this whole ominous thing that you definitely don't need to worry about is hanging out over near Twilight Town. It's called The World That Never Was. Uh, Nico tried to land there, which actually is not something that I've ever done, because at this point I've played the game enough that I know not to come back yet. Uh, let me see, though. Um, but, so, I'm sort of glad that he did, because it was something I hadn't even realized. Uh, if you try to land there, you'll actually get a little cutscene of goofy in the cockpit of the gummy ship being like oh man it won't let us land it looks like i guess the gate must be locked and sure enough if you fly over toward twilight town the little like doorway things that always unlock whenever you do a gummy route yeah that's locked right now so bullshit yeah right um and uh i'm sure you'll notice uh over there the play time is 12 minutes uh even though this is a place you, I'm sure, will remember that we have not been yet, so don't worry about that. That is fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, since we can't go there yet, the only place left is the Pride Lands, um, the Lion King World. And, uh, hang on, let me make sure I'm not hey, You told me not to worry about this either. Oh, well, yeah, that was just because I used the image of Scar's ghost uh, as the picture for the, uh, uh, for the question post on Twitter. Um... But basically, they show up. It, they still land in uh, the elephant graveyard because I don't know. I guess maybe they can't pick where they go. Um, and Shinzi, uh, Banzai, and Ed show up and basically just tell them how much Simba sucks and how they they don't respect him and he's not doing a good job as a leader. Blah 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 blah. 
Yeah, because um, your dude did so much better. Do what? I said, because your dude did so much better. Well, you know, up until he died, I guess. Are you forgetting um, you ate your leader because you were starving? You know, speaking of which, there is... Uh, they they do turn around after uh, the hiatus leave, and there indeed is a ghost of Scar. This image or this picture is actually from a little bit later when we go over to Pride Rock, because uh, I couldn't get a picture of it of it at the time. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, we have a we have a ghostly image of Scar there, uh, just kind of hanging out. Uh, as soon as they acknowledge it and be like, "Whoa, what's what's up with that? What are you doing?" And it, like vanishes into like just a poof of darkness. Um, Okay, yeah. Uh, Nala, having, I guess, noticed the giant flashes of light that seem to happen whenever these guys land, uh, strolls on over and gives them the lowdown that, yeah, uh, there are uh, ghosts of Scar hanging around. Simba hasn't really done anything about it yet. And uh, her and, I guess, a lot of the other lions are afraid that these ghosts might be, an, might be an omen that their pride is coming to an end. So, you know, just a regular Tuesday in the Pride Lands. Really? Ah, uh, yeah, totes. Uh, so we go to, uh, we go to Pride Rock to see Simba. That's where I was able to finally get a good picture of the ghost. You see a couple more of them along the way in little cutscenes of Sora just being like, whoa, it's a ghost. You don't, you, uh, trying to remember when you actually start fighting them. It's either now on the way to Simba or after talking to Simba. I forget which, not important. Um, but basically they'll just like show up with a little group of Heartless. So you'll fight like Scar Ghost and a couple of Heartless. Yeah, anytime there are enemies around. Um, <sighs> If you Basically. hear wrestling in the background, I'm sorry. My cat's attacking a paper bag. <laughs> get it. Get it, Mark. There's, no, there's nothing in the plastic bag, by the way. He's just apparently got something against that Dollar General bag. He's got to practice. He's got to stay sharp. The birds that he's never going to catch. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. That's adorable. Um, he was not uh, happy. But Basically, they, they try to ask Simba about the, about the scar ghost, and he does not want to hear it. Uh, he's he's in a bad mood. He doesn't know what to do. Uh, he's also like, oh my god, what would you know? What would my father do? To which Goofy points out, like it doesn't matter what Mufasa would do. Mufasa's dead and not here. You know, you need to do what you feel is right because you're Your the leader dead, now. Dead, get over it. Basically, just you know, nicer and in a goofy voice. Um, and Timon and Pumbaa are also there. They say like he should live for today and find his own path instead of just worrying about what Mufasa would do. And then they just straight up fucking toss this in with um, Nala, like, kind of rubbing, er, cuddling up against him. And she just straight up says, I'm counting on you, Simba, and so is our baby. So, like, oh, God. Thanks for that, guys. We have officially confirmed that Kiara is going to happen. Um, Technically, Kiara already has happened. Well, true. <laughs> um, it's just so weird that, like, they throw that detail in because it's not like the Pride Lands ever come back in any of the later games so far. So it's not like they were setting anything up. So, I don't know. I guess just as a as a wink and a nod, like, hey, we know you guys saw Lion King too. Like, what? But, uh, but anyway, um, Simba, that, that finally gets Simba to, like, get up and be like, yeah, okay, we should do something. And, um, they decide to see literally the smartest person around in this area, which is Rafiki. Because, I mean, let's be honest, he's the only one that's not, like... Uh, I mean, he's he's a weird dude, but he's not the only one that's not, like, straight-up dumbass most of the time. He's not a dumbass, he just likes to let people think that he's weird. Exactly. He he pretends to be a dumbass. Everyone else just is dumbass. 
it's like a, it's like the TV tropes, the crouching moron hidden badass. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what that's called. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, basically, I didn't even write down what his dialogue is. He says a bunch of weird, cryptic, Rafiki stuff uh, that pretty much amounts to you don't know what the ghost is, but you still got to deal with it. Which, like, yeah, that's that's true. We don't know what it is, but we got to deal with it. So thanks, I guess. Uh, and he suggests that they start in the elephant graveyard since. I don't know. I guess since that's where Scar used to hang out, he doesn't really give reasoning. He just says to go check out over there. No, he says to go go over there so that they can check with Shinzi Banzai and Ed. That's right. See if they know anything. Because uh, they're totally going to be like honest and forthcoming. Oh, yeah, no. Surprisingly, they decide to run away as soon as uh, Sora and the others try to interrogate them. So you have to like chase their asses off. This part is actually kind of fun just for how just because of how fast uh, Lion Sora moves. But you gotta like chase them all over the elephant graveyard, and like they won't really fight you; they'll just try to run away. But they do have health bars, so you've gotta like beat all of them up to to the point that they're like willing to talk, basically. Just um, random hyena violence, basically. <laughs> uh, but basically, yeah. So you you do that; you beat up the hyenas till they decide to talk to you, and <laughs> fucking. Oh, why did my notes? Change Frady cats to fraudulent cats. Hold on a second. I didn't even notice that. They could be fraudulent for all we know. I mean, fair, I guess. Okay, there we go. But yeah, they're like, so what do you know about Scar's ghost? And they're like, oh, you mean the ghost that only shows up to Frady cats? <laughs> and, and Simba, of course, gets mad. He's like, shut up. I'm not a Frady cat. And then Scar's ghost shows up behind him. And it's like, and no, they're like, ooh, there must be a Frady cat somewhere around here. And then they run off. Yeah. <laughs> And then Simba runs off. They're like, Simba, what are you going to do about the ghost? And he's like, oh, bye. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? I'm going to panic and leave. Sorry, I guess. Um, he goes to the only place that we haven't been yet today, which is the Oasis. Um, did I take it? No, because this is all stuff that we've seen before. That's right. Um, but he goes to the Oasis. He's still being taunted by like another Scar ghost and basically just growls at it weekly to make it go away. Um, Sora and the others catch up, tell him, you know, he's got to stop moping and actually do something, but he says that he he just can't, he just doesn't know what to do. Um, so Sora's like, alright guys, come on, if he's not even going to try, then what's the point? <laughs> Sora, Donald and Goofy <laughs> pretend to leave, but instead go hide, like, behind a fallen log or whatever, so that when another ghost shows up in a minute, they, like, pretend to talk to him through it. And, like, Sora disguises his voice as Scar and is like King Simba the Doubtful, and um, I forget what I forget what um, what Donald says, but something else along those those same lines. And then you get Goofy in his ridiculous ass Goofy voice, just go scared by a silly old ghost, and, it's and like, moves on. Basically, um, uh, but basically, like so they they sit there and taunt him like through the ghost, uh, telling him that like if he stays. Uh, so doubtful and inactive, he's going to end up losing all of his friends and everything that he loves. And basically just, you know, keep poking at him until he finally, like, gets mad and lunges at the ghost. And, it, <laughs> you know, bursts and vanishes and all of that jazz. Uh, and they're like, wait, and they, like, come out from behind the log that they were hiding behind. They're like, way to go, Simba, we knew you could do it. Um, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm remembering wrong. Simba, having, I guess, realized that they're there, goes, you can come out now. And, like, they're like, way to go, Simba. I would have eaten them. Uh, right. <laughs> How dare you weaponize my childhood trauma? Come I on, mean, guy. 
I mean, my uncle fair. literally murdered my father in front of me and told me it was my fault. I know, right? I'm entitled, I'm entitled to be a little screwed up over this. You know, you would be allowed some time to mope, I think. That sounds fair. Especially since it's not like the ghosts are really doing anything yet. They mostly just, like, hang out for a minute and then leave. Like, they'll fight Sora, but that's because, like, you know, video game pro tag. Um, right. But now that he's, contract. like, but, like, now that he's gotten his determination figured out, he decides, okay, I'm not quite sure yet. We still got to take a minute and figure out a plan, but we're going to we're gonna do something. We're going to go tackle these ghosts. Well, just in time for that, Timon and Pumbaa show up and tell them that, a t- like, a whole bunch of Scar ghosts are um, attacking the... Sorry, are attacking the Pride Land. So Simba's like, oh god, we gotta go do something. Hang on one sec. Okay, good, great. Still here. Thought it was telling me it left. Um, but yeah, so Simba's like, oh crap, that's a whole, bu- a whole bunch of them? We better go do something. Um, what was I... Okay, yeah. Um, when you when you get out to uh, Pride Rock, because like, there's one like menacing Nala or something like that. Um, uh-huh. From the top of Fried Rock, you know, where you can now see, like, everything, the light touches and all of that jazz. Um, yeah. You can just see a shit ton of Scar Ghosts coming together from all over until they just meld into this thing. Okay, that's kind of badass looking. Yeah, it's called Ground Shaker, and it's honestly sort of neat. Uh, did I? Oh, wait a second. I think that I posted that a little early. Hang on one sec. Okay, yeah, no, I posted that early. Hang on, we don't have the ground shaker just yet. There's Aww. a ghost, like, menacing um, Nala, and you hear a roar from off screen, and the ghost, like, poofs, and then fucking Nala turns around and sees, like, Simba finally, like, bravely walking in with, <laughs> with these idiots, like, bowing to give him an entrance or whatever. Why is Donald naked again? He's bird. Um, and then he, hey, like... Ne- and then he actually the only walks time right Donald up. Gets to actually fly. Do what? The only time Donald gets to actually fly. I know, right? Yeah, right. Every other time to fly, Donald. Why can't you? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then he, so like he actually walks up to the scar ghost and is just like, "Get out!" And that's when it like poofs and vanishes. Uh, this just looks like a funny picture to me. Like they're about to get into a boxing match or some shit. And this is yeah. where, from the top of Pride Rock, we can see just an. Say fried rock. Do what? Kind of like you said, fried rock. I said pride rock, but it might have sounded like an app. Um, yeah. But this is where you can see just a ton of scar ghosts coming together, and now they all like glom onto each other and make the ground shaker. Let me go ahead and post that one back again, dude. There we go. And this dude is actually kind of fun to fight, uh, like because it's hard to tell in that picture, but him big. Um, <laughs> Like, his his foot is bigger than Sora and Simba together, so that's nice. a lot. Um, Sweet. Let me just... Okay, yeah, I was thinking I had missed something. Uh, so yeah, you, you do this fight without Donald and Goofy. It's just Sora and Simba, which is also kind of neat. This game got kind of good about doing that for, uh, for some of these fights. Um, but yeah, so, like, basically what you've got to do is attack its feet as much as you can to get it to where it'll or to get it to kind of not get knocked down and then there is a once it like basically staggers a little bit there's a reaction command that you can use so that you can like basically just hop up it to get up to the top because it's technically like two separate parts there's a big like weird looking dude and then like 
the other weird looking dude. I don't know why I chose that wording. Um, but that extra like face up at the top, that's a separate guy. So uh-huh. you climb up it and like attack that dude. And right. yeah, it it's like two fights in one almost. It's kind of cool. Uh, I'm doing a bad job describing it, but you'll see once we once you actually watch the Let's Play. Um, Which I anyway. may watch some more today if I'm there we go. If we, if we finish um, Atlantica and Hundred Acre Woods, which we ought to, um, I'm pretty sure that puts us at like episode 18, but I'll double check. Um, yeah, let me check the time. We're like a, uh, an hour and like two minutes right now. So we still got about an hour, basically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you, you beat you beat the ground shaker. Obviously, it leaves. Well, I say leaves. It dies. Um, you, get, you get Thundaga, so that's why now we're finally going back to to Atlantica. Oh, boy. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, while they're all celebrating, Simba basically asks Sora, like, do you think your quest will ever be over? And Sora's like, I don't think so. As long as I've got the Keyblade, I think I'll have to keep fighting. And Not as long as Disney can make money off this. Yeah, right. Um, Rafiki is just like, ah, the struggle never ends. That is the great circle of life. To which Sora's like, never, ever? And everyone's like, ah, ha, ha. And then it ends. And then you get the uh, title card. And uh, it's either before or after. Laughs, roll. <laughs> Do what? Everyone laughs. Credits roll. Basically. Um, either before or after the title card. I forget which. Uh, we get a shot of... You remember where Rafiki has that like drawing of Baby Simba that he had in the main around? On the tree, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he like added drawings of Sword all the Goofy in there. Just fuck it. Why not, <laughs> I guess? has his little mohawk. Do what? Oh, yeah, right. Thorline has this little mohawk, and it looks like he has, like, sideburns growing out of his ears. Yeah, it's very good, is the thing. Uh, ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. So, so yeah, that takes care of Pride Lands. Um, but before we get back to the actual plot-relevant stuff, we're gonna do Atlantica and Hundred Acre Wood, because I, I guess we oughta. Um, Those reasons. Yeah. It's, okay, like, just to give you an idea of how short these next two are gonna be, like, the front third of this episode, uh, quarter to a third of this episode, is Nico running around doing other shenanigans, like, grinding, or, like, doing some grinding, fighting a few, or doing a few of those, like, Mushroom 13 challenges, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. he still is able to do all of Atlantica and Hundred Acre Woods in, together in a single video. It's just how quick this goes. Um, but during all of those shenanigans, uh, since I mentioned him, luckily, like, by chance, getting uh, Donald's nobody wizard staff. He also gets the the shield for Goofy, which again is like a really rare drop. So like, hey, fuck you, just a little bit, dude. Um, but that was the only thing I was really gonna point out from from the uh, shenanigans. I don't think there's another tournament yet at uh, Olympus Coliseum, but I'll talk about that at some point, I guess. Um, so now, if you are ready, we will go to Atlantica. Where we open on, uh, if you remember, we've already done the first song. So um, we were told, like, come back once you have, I think, Matt. Yeah. Um, they had found that statue of Eric from the wreckage of that ship that um, they wanted to try to get a hold of uh, so that they could, like, cheer Ariel up. But you need Magnet to get to it or some shit. I don't even remember. Anyway, so we open on Ariel still being mopey. And just staring at the wreckage, like, uh, that's a ship, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, literally, the guys just swim up and they're like, hey, Ariel, we've got a surprise for you. And why is it doing this? Hang on a sec. 
Is Craig being a bitch again? No, not Craig. I went to try to post uh, the next image and it like freaked out and didn't give me the, the button to actually post it. Oh, there yeah, it goes. It's too big. Mm. There it goes. So yeah, like she swims into her grotto and oh, hey, look, it's the statue that, of that guy that I thought was pretty hot. Thanks, guys. That's so cool of you. Um, and so this makes her all like wistful and she's thinking about how she, she wants to be a part of his world. Hey, guess what song we're about to do? Um, we don't even get to do the whole song is the thing. We do like the first half of part of your world. Uh, and of course, since each song has its own like rules or whatever, uh, you just have to get five e excellence in a row somewhere during the song. Literally, you can get all five right up front and then just not even do anything the entire rest of the song. And it'll still say that you passed. <laughs> and um, every now and then, sometimes it'll have like two things that are that are going to activate when you do the next prompt. It counts that as two points, even though you're only pressing the button once. What? Yeah. Like, it'll have, um, like, two bubbles that are going to pop or, like, two treasure chests that are going to fly open. You know, something like that, basically. And so they'll both, they'll each have technically their own little timer gauge thing, but they're moving at exactly the same rate. So you only have to time it for one of them so that you can get an excellent. And it gives you two points because technically you got two gauges and it's like, great. Thanks, I guess. Um, this also introduces gauges that have you press triangle instead of just ones that have, that have you press X. Ooh, it's, get, it's getting so difficult now. Um, after the song, uh, Trite, we have a cutscene of Triton talking to Sebastian. Basically, he's asking Sebastian, like, hey, how's everything going? And Sebastian's like, oh, I've been working on this song. It's going to be great. It's going to be my best song ever. And Triton's like, good. I hope it takes Ariel's mind off of the surface. And Tri Sebastian's like, no promises. Ha 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 ha. Uh, uh, stress. Stress and worry. Oh no. I, I hope so too, your majesty. Ha ha ha. Uh, I like Sebastian in the movie, but they give him like no personality in this. He's just worried. Um, Ariel's still kind of mopey. Uh, Sebastian has told them about, or they do know that there's an actual musical coming up uh, from the last time they were here. Uh, Donald says that he'll sing Ariel's part. To which Sora's like, no, no, you will not. Uh, you fucking suck, Donald. Your voice sounds terrible. Get the fuck out of here. How dare you even suggest that? Um, it's canon. That's what he says. Um, Sebastian comes up and he's like, oh my god, this is terrible. And they're like, oh, what's wrong? And he's like, I've got this amazing song, but it's too complicated. You got The way you guys are now, you'll never figure be able to uh, perform it. I don't know what we're going to do. So you got to come back when your dri uh, drive gauge is at five or more. And it's so funny because since Nico already has all of the requirements for each of each like subsequent set of songs that's coming up, you would think it would let him like stay in the world and just be like, well, okay, let's go do the next thing. No, it still kicks you back out into space and makes you land on the planet again. Like, all right, sure, I guess. Fine. Whatever. Why not? <laughs> right? Um, so the next one... Uh, and, like, it gives you a little title card for each chapter, too. So, hey, guess what song is coming up? It's the same song as the title of this chapter. Ha ha ha. The next chapter is Under the Sea. Um, this, the super complicated song that um, Sebastian had. Yeah, it's just Under the Sea. And not even, like, a full rendition, again, because it's not like they can do the full scoring and stuff anyway. Um, and that you go... 
do what? That would have made it actually difficult. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, trying to do that on a PlayStation controller, that would have sucked. Um, oh, God. Uh, like, you immediately go into the song. Uh, you've got you've got this stupid little gauge here. Hang on, let me get that posted. Um, it's got a little aerial silhouette. Uh, the more, whenever you fail on a little prompt, like, it will sink down into the Atlantic section, which is weird because you would think that would be good. You would think that they want her focusing on uh, Atlantica, but whatever, I guess. Um, anyway, whenever you, like, succeed at a at a prompt, it bumps her up a little bit. You just gotta have her above the halfway mark, and again, super easy to do. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah, this one introduces um, a new type of uh, button prompt where you gotta press square for it, so now we're using three whole buttons. Holy shit. Um, it'll have an image of Sebastian, and then, like, as it runs out, it'll switch to Ariel, and you've gotta time it so that not only, one, not only you're trying to get, like, good and excellent or whatever just to raise the gauge more, you gotta, like, only make sure that you only press it while it's showing Ariel's picture, because otherwise, if you press it while it's showing Sebastian, even if it's in the excellent range, it'll still count it as a fail, which... Well, no, hang on, because it gets better. Um, you mean that, like, actually gets better, or, like, sarcastically gets oh, better? Oh, sarcastically gets better. There's more bullshit. Oh, great. Like, literally, there are some gauges that will just stay a picture of Sebastian and never switch over to Ariel. So in order to get an excellence on those, you don't have to do anything. You just don't press a button, and since it stayed as Sebastian, it counts as you uh, getting it right, because you weren't supposed to press it on Sebastian. It's stupid. Um, but anyway, so after that one, uh, Ariel says it's a good song, but she wants to do a song about the land and the sea and harmony and working together. To which Sebastian's like, no, your dad won't like that. What are you talking about? And so she just huffs and swims off. Like, okay, cool, I guess. Whatevs. Um, after she swims off, uh, Sebastian's panicking. Oh my God, what are we going to do? She's fallen in love with a human. This is terrible. What if King Triton finds out? Oh, guess what? King Triton's right behind him, so obviously he finds <laughs> out. That part is kind of funny. Um, we He's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I do always enjoy those. We go to the surface where Ariel is, like, watching Eric. Like, we don't... You know how in the movie, Eric has a whole, like, city or kingdom or whatever? No, it's one beach. He hangs out on a beach because they didn't want to make more places. Um, He's the least favorite prince. Do what? He's the least favorite prince. I like Eric, at least based on the way that they have him act in this game as it goes on. You'll see. Um, as far as actual Disney princes go, I mean, I dig Eric. He actually does shit. True. And they, they at least carry I that spirit over. Um, but, so he's just, you know, walking around, hanging out on the beach. Oh my god, I wonder whatever happened to that girl with the beautiful voice. I guess I'll never know. And, like, somehow his ass, as he's walking, you know, back off screen or whatever just drops a necklace into the shallow water without noticing or reacting or fucking anything and um the necklace like floats over in between a couple of rocks like literally it's i think you, i'm pretty sure you can still see it on there yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, that's right there yeah literally that space is big enough that you think you could just reach over and grab it no You've got to come, you've got to wait 
until Sora learns um, Magnera, the second level uh, magnet spell. And it's like, but I could just grab it. It's right there. Literally within arm's reach. Like, all she has to do is straighten her arm out, and the chain at least would be right there. Like, it's not even like it's, like, wedged in a really tight area. The rocks are just kind of, like, sitting there, and it's, like, next to them. Must be super magnet rocks. It's stupid. It's so dumb. But whatever. So you come back once you have uh, Magnera. This chapter is called Ursula's Revenge. Uh, we're bas- we're doing the movie now. This is we finally decided we're going to do the movie. Um, you use Magnet to get that super hard to reach necklace, uh, and Ariel's happy. Uh, so since Ariel's happy, that means it's time for Triton to show up and blow up the statue. And that basically just plays out like in the movie, except that Sora's there. Um, Traumatizing two children at once. Yeah, basically. Um, well, remember, they also basically already did this in Kingdom Hearts 1 when she found the little, like, crystal thing that turned out to be, like, the thing you need to unlock the keyhole for this world. So, like, okay, I guess we're just doing it again. Um, but yeah, so he, he blows up the statue, yells at her, all of that jazz. Um, and, like, he, he goes on this whole tirade about, like, you know, I humans are bad you can't trust humans and it's like you remember Sora's technically a human right like (laughs) he gets a tail when he comes here but like when he's not on this world he's a human then you're just sitting there like dude um but like i don't know he's a mermaid when he's here so i guess it's fine um and you i'm sure you'll remember we definitely killed ursula in kingdom hearts one um oh well she's she's back no explanation given Literally, uh, the wiki and her journal entry, when you check Germany's journal later on, just says that she's back thanks to the power of darkness. And it's like, what does that mean? Like, it's not like, it's not like with Oogie Boogie where we saw Maleficent doing necromancy under the moonlight. No, she's just here and, uh, telling Ariel like, Hey, doesn't it suck that you, that you're down here and he's up there? Oh man. What if you could like be a human and go see him? Wouldn't that be cool? To which Ariel's like, hell yeah. And they do the whole thing. We don't even get poor unfortunate souls. She just signs the contract. And like a swirl of water appears. And you know. To this, to the game's credit. I guess it gives her clothes. When she transforms. The little like makeshift dress. That they make for her. They just give that to her. Cause, because why not. I guess you know. I, aesthetics. Uh, I mean, yeah, in fairness, the game probably didn't want to try to like hide her nudity the way that the movie had to had to figure it out. So there is that, I guess. Um, Maybe I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, where am I? Oh yeah. So like, she's got lungs now. She doesn't know how to swim with legs. She's drowning. Uh, the guy is like basically just carry her up to the surface. Uh, Sora is like, oh shit. Do you think we should tell Triton and? Sebastian is like, absolutely not. 100% no. Do not tell her father what is happening. He will... Sora, you don't understand. He will murder me, and then he will eat my bones. Like, he doesn't actually say that. But, like... The intent was there. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the thought is there. That's what counts. Um, Intention, that's what I'm looking for. That one. So, um, Sebastian and Flounder decide they're going to keep an eye on Ariel, because she still has... I don't remember Ursula specifically saying three days, but they act like she's got three days, so she said it and I just didn't catch it. Um, meanwhile, Sword Donald and Goofy are 
I guess, swimming around Atlantica, trying to find Ursula, seeing where she went. Uh, there's, like, one scene on, like, day two where uh, Ariel and Eric almost kiss, and for for some reason, Sora decides to cover Flounder's eyes. Like, Flounder's already seen shit, dude. Like, I, I don't know. He Like, it, it's it's two people that were just gonna, like, kiss a little bit. I don't even know. Um, but, of course, that gets ruined by Flotsam and Jetsam, like, knocking the boat and making them fall or whatever. We don't even get kiss the girl. They could have at least given us that. But no, fuck you. Um, uh, we skip ahead to, like, the next day, and Ariel is sobbing silently on the beach. Uh, with Flounder just sitting there like, oh, Ariel, I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> and, like, since they didn't want to make any more areas, they just have Eric and Vanessa just walk up. At which point, like, they they hear that she's singing with Ariel's voice and they notice the little shell around her neck. So they're like, oh, God, it's Ursula. And, like, I'm not even kidding. Sora fucking blasts her ass with a beam from the Keyblade. Uh, let me let me see if these, if these posts in order in the right no. order. Hang on. Pew pew. No, they. Damn it! Why would you, why do you do this? <laughs> Hang on a sec. Are you having trouble, Steven? No, it's I selected more than one at a time, and for some reason they didn't post them in the right order. Hang on, dude, dude. Oh, oh I think they're it just using posted a Ah, uh, that's that keyblade that that we got last time. Remember? It's a snarflat keyblade. <laughs> I'm calling it the snarflat, and I'm sticking to it. That's fair. That would have been a good. That would have been a good idea, though, for the for the gameplay from here. If they had done right. anything with the stuff from the movie, except all this Disney laser light show shit. There we go. Okay. So yeah, literally, Sora like blasts Vanessa in the chest, and I just love like if you watch if you slow it down because I, I was uh, pausing a lot to try to make sure I could get a good picture. Her model just like hops up and then like just lands on the ground and like freaks the fuck out for a second. Like, okay, uh, that's one way to do it, I guess. Sure. Um, but yeah, so that obviously, you know, the spell is like immediately broken. Um, Eric's like, oh my god, it was you the whole time. I'm so sorry, Ariel. I love you. And like, before they can kiss, Ursula, like, in her regular form is like, ah, but you're too late. Ha 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 ha. And then like, grabs Ariel and like jumps in the water and then just drags her down under there down to the bottom, you know, where they're both in their fish people forms again. Uh let me see, let me see. Okay, yeah, no, this part's actually fucking hilarious. Um basically Ursula's like holding up the contract like, haha, you signed a contract. There's nothing you can do. I've got you now. Ha 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 ha. We Fun see signed by minors is not legally binding. <coughs> <clears throat> there is that. Please don't die. Uh, but I didn't no, mean there, to kill you. I'm sorry. <sighs> but no, there there is that one. Yes, yeah, he's technically too young to have entered into any kind of contract, unless the laws in Atlantica are just kind of fucked about that. I don't know. Uh, but from off screen, we see a fucking laser blast come in and shoot the contract, which like knocks Ursula back against a wall, and the contract is like intact it basically acted like a shield so like not even king triton's like weird tri uh, trident magic can just can defeat bureaucracy i guess so so that's fun um so we get like we get a shot of ursula like vaguely threatening tri well, okay they do the the same thing you know where triton 
offers to take her place so that Ariel doesn't have to turn into a weird little kelp thing. Um, once he does turn into a weird little kelp thing, we have like a shot of Ursula sort of like vaguely threatening him with the trident. I don't really know what the point of this was, but it does set up for a shot where a spear flies in from off screen. It looks like it misses Ursula, but she acts like it hit her in the arm. So I guess it did. I don't know. And she turns around. They had absolutely no trouble showing that in the movie. I know, right? Like, okay. Uh, But she turns around and Eric has like swam his ass down to the bottom of the sea. However far down they are. I don't know. And like chucked a spear at her. To which Ursula, this finally prompts Ursula to like, you know, get really big and all of that jazz and, it's it's time for the song. This one introduces a new gauge where it'll just be like a solid like purple circle that you just gotta like press X a whole bunch of times until it runs out. So like that's cool. Uh, basically, you succeeded enough prompts over the course of the entire song for Ursula's health bar to run out. And what's anno- And again, if you fail at any prompts, it's not like it refills her health bar. So you could just get all of them in, like, the first half of the song and then set your controller down and not do anything. And, like, yeah, there will be some visual differences because, like, you know, anytime you fail a prompt, like, someone will run into a wall instead of swimming past it or something like that, you know? But, like, it won't affect the fact that you, like, beat this song. So, you know, right. congratulations. Um, but awkwardly, like, even after you, like, clear... Eh, clear the song and uh, empty out her health bar like she's still alive at the end of the song which is always just really awkward to me because it's like you did it and like then there's a whole cutscene of them fighting Ursula like she also has like a really bad goiter yeah she's her positioning's not great here because like I don't know why like I don't know why they did that like yeah all she did all she did is lean her head back and they just had her whole neck swell up like all right. Is she frog to put? I maybe. Um, over the course of the song, though, uh, Sora like kills Floatsum and Jetsum with some magic. Uh, in the cutscene, she's like, "Floatsum and Jetsum, get him!" And she's like, "Sorry, mommy, your poopsies are." Or Sora's like, "Sorry, mommy, your poopsies are toast." And like, slaps her hand with the keyblade and makes her drop the uh, the trident. Which almost fucking murders Eric just by coincidence. Like, look how close that got to him. <laughs> that almost made sure that Melody never happened. Yeah, right? <laughs> God. We, all, we came this close to not having a sequel. Dern. Um, but yeah, like, so he, he picks up the trident and Ursula's like, that's mine. And he's like, oh, all right, well, here you go then. And like fucking spear chucks it at her. And I couldn't really get a good... Ursula's so big on the screen that like you can't really get a good shot of it actually hitting her. Like, I'm posting the, the pictures that I did get so you, so that you can see. But, like, yeah. the the thing, like, as he throws it, just turns into, like, a golden laser beam that, like, slams into her and just explodes out of her back. And then she just fucking dies again. Do what? I said freaking lasers. Ah, yeah, right. But, yeah, um, so she's, I assume, dead for real now. <sighs> um... After all of that, uh, Eric has managed to get himself, or no, he's still on that same little, like, lifeboat or whatever, and he's uh, trying to talk to Ariel, like, you know, hey, come over here, can we please talk? Um, she decides, you know, I need to come, come clean and tell him, you know, what I am. 
instead of just using words and saying, hey, dude, I'm a fish, in fairness, I really like this shot. Uh, she, like, ducks down under the water and then, like, does a free willy-ass jump over him. <laughs> just so, like, she can completely show off, like, look, see, I'm a fish. Half fish. Well, that. But, um, so she lands and, like, sort of assumes that he's not going to be into it. And tries to start swimming away. But, um, Eric, like, hops into... This, this game has ruined my ability to remember how the movie ends because I always substitute this for the end of the movie. Oh, God. Well, because, like, basically she does the whole, like... the actual Little Mermaid for you. Well, it's not that it, like, ruined it. Like, I still like it. It's just that if I try to think, how did Little Mermaid end again? This is the ending that I remember. Uh, Ursula gets exploded because Eric steers the ship directly into her and, like, stabs her. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I remember that part. Eric is proud. Ariel thinks that Ariel's, like, all sad and watching him get ready to leave. And then her dad turns her back into the mermaid and back into a human. She comes out of the sea in a new sparkly dress and they get married. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, like, the the wedding at the end, obviously, for, like, the dealing with Ursula part. Like, this is the version of it that I remember. Yeah, Uh, but anyway. He's, like, all sad watching her. And he's like, well, I guess there's only one thing left to worry about. And Sebastian's like, what? He's like, how much I'm going to miss her? And then he turns her back into a human with a new sparkly dress. Oh, we don't even get that in this one. It's so, it's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, Eric jumps into the water and swims over to her. And he's like, just think, all that time I could have worked on my, right. I had all that time, but I never worked on my swimming. Will you teach me? And she, like, you know, they start to, they start to kiss. They're happy, blah, blah, blah. It pans over to a show like Sora going, like, yeah, and it's, I should have gotten a picture, I didn't think about it, but, like, off to the side behind Sora, we can see Triton just kind of, like, facing away from them and just slowly, like, submerge himself under the water. Like, he's like, alright, I guess I'm done here. <laughs> and my work here is done. They don't need me. <laughs> my kind no longer needs me. I know, right? Um, but we, we get a new Keyblade, which which really pisses me off because, like, it looks neat and it's got the ability attached to it is Blizzard Boost, which, like, is usually one of the spells that I'll uh, that I'll run is Blizzard. Uh, yeah. But, like, the stats on it, it's a plus three to strength and a plus three to magic, which by the time, or at this point in the game, every Keyblade that you've gotten recently has a better multi- or has a better modifier for both of those stats. So it's like, uh, cool. Thanks, I guess. Yeah. I think, but like, look at it though. I dig the design. Did I, did I post it? Yeah, yeah, you did. I, I'm okay. digging it. Yeah, like it's a cool like keyblade. The just... blade makes me think more of clouds than water. But then once you like look at it a certain way, you're like, okay, yeah, that's a wave. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a cool design. I just wish it didn't suck. Um, yeah. we're not we're not done yet though. We've got we've got one more song. Um, it's called "A New Day Is Dawning." Um, Celine Dion is in this. Do what? Oh, Celine Dion is in this? No. Um, Triton, I do like that song, though. Triton has told uh, Sebastian that, like, he wants this year's musical to be the best ever, so you can't do this one until you... It really bugs me, because, like, either the song or the cutscenes... No, not even... No. Like, usually the, like, story around each song will at least reference, like, Sora's, Sora's growth or whatever that he had to do, like... You know, you needed a new magnet spell to get the necklace, so on and so forth. You can't come back and do this last one until you have the Daga, but there's no reason. There's no reason for it. It bothers me to no end, because at least, at least the first time, 
they said, you've got to have thunder to do this one. And during the song, they had him like shoot a little blast of thunder at basically like a lamp or something and lit it up. They don't even have you do anything like that. I don't understand. It's dumb and I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. I know. Uh, but any, also, the song just kind of sucks. It's called A New Day is Dawning. Uh, in order to to pass this one, you need a score of at least 30,000, which I don't know exactly how it allocates points. But again, you can get 30,000 within like the first half of the song. Right. And again, if you fail any of the prompts, it doesn't lower your score. So you could just get the 30,000 right up front and then set your controller down. Um, this one uses all of the like prompt types that we've had so far. So at least they're mixing it up a little bit, I guess. Everybody has at least one line in this song. And I mean fucking everybody. Sebastian sings a little bit. Flounder sings a little bit. And I'm pretty sure Triton has a line or two. Donald and Goofy and or Sora, Donald and Goofy each have a couple of lines. Which, yes, yeah. means Don- Donald's terrible duck voice. Uh, we, hear, we hear him say congratulations, dear princess, to you. Trying to sing that. So, yeah, so that works. That's great. Um, oh, Eric, Eric's not here, which is fucking hilarious to me, considering everything that just happened. They're like, eh, we're going to party down here down at the bottom of the ocean. You have fun. Yeah, go go over there, Landy. Um, but, but, yeah, uh, I took a, a picture of, like, the, the final shot of it. Everyone just going, yeah. So there's that. Um, you finally get the little token thing for the whole like keyhole blast or whatever for this world and it's a bubble which is fucking hilarious to me for some reason um like literally just just a bubble yeah. um afterward uh sora donald and goofy and ariel are all talking about how how much they're gonna miss each other um donald saying no i want i don't want to go i want to hang out and have fun and swim around and these three put on i'm gonna I'm going to cut it in here, like, probably right about here on the actual episode when it goes up. But these three, like, sing to her real quick. They have just a few lines of all three of them just going, like, even though we're hitting the road, the worlds are all connected, so we're free to come and go and sing. I don't know why this is happening. It's happening just because this has been the song world. Uh, but here, here's all of them gathered together to say bye, like right after the singing ends. So that's fun, I guess. Uh, whatever. One, two, three, four. Even though we're hitting the road, our words are all connected. Which means we are free to come and go. And sing. So don't be sad and always know we'll come back soon to say hello. Sure, that might as well happen, I guess. Um, but so, so that's that's finally done with um, with Atlantica. Uh, you get Blizzaga, which is cool. Um, Blizzard's fully upgraded now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there. So, so now we'll head over to uh, to Traverse Town. Technically, there's a little bit of Traverse Town story uh, before you can actually do the Hundred Acre Wood stuff, but I'm not even going to cover that here. Um, I'll save that for the next episode when we're actually talking about the Traverse Town stuff. Um, Are anyway, you okay? Yeah, I'm just trying to speed through this because goddamn. Um, we got 30 minutes. Yeah, that's more than enough time. Um, the 
if you remember, uh, he had already done a couple sections of um, of Hundred Acre Wood. It was uh, the wind thing at uh, Piglet's house um, and the uh, honey gathering over at uh, Rabbit's house. So now we're at Kanga's house, and she has got a flask of something that of what is definitely medicine that uh, that she wants Pooh to drink. Um, That's a good flask, ma'am. I I know, right? Like it really looks like it. Like she says or rather it's medicine. I know, right? Uh, but she she says it's medicine to hopefully help him feel better and to remember everybody. I'm gonna take her at her word, I guess. Uh, she has sure. she has a pocket that she carries her kid around in. I'm not gonna defy that. Um, I'm totally gonna trust a giant kangaroo handing me quote unquote medicine. Um, it doesn't even matter though. Uh, Tigger bounces up and like steals the medicine and bounces off. I don't know why. I haven't seen enough Winnie the Pooh stuff. I don't know if him bouncing up and taking shit is just a thing that he does, but I guess he saw that, like, they were all focusing on it, and he was like, oh, attention on me! Ha ha ha! Um, but yeah, but so he takes the medicine, they explain no, we need that, it's medicine for Pooh, he's not, he's not right. Um, Pooh doesn't remember Tigger, also, to which he's like, oh, we don't need medicine, and he just tosses it on the ground. We need to, we'll, we'll do some bouncing to jog Pooh's memory. And so there's a, a balloon bouncing minigame, which is meh. Um, at the end of it, Pooh still doesn't remember Tigger. Tigger gets so fucking sad and devastated that, like, he's just sitting there, like, just hanging his head in his, he- in his arms and basically says, like, I don't know what to do. If Pooh doesn't remember me, and if bouncing can't fix the problem, I don't know what I'm even doing anymore. I don't even feel like bouncing. And he's like starting to he's like starting to walk away. At at which point Pooh is finally like, Oh, but Tigger, I thought bouncing was what you did best. And it's like, where were you thirty seconds ago? Seriously, Pooh. Like I know your head's all stuffed with fluff, but come on. Like, could have prevented an existential crisis, but whatever. Um, so he doesn't address he doesn't actually say anything to Kanga and Rue, but I assume he remembers them now, too. It's really just him talking to Tigger. Uh, Tigger's happy, obviously, since now he's remembered. Uh, later that night, we get a cutscene of Pooh asleep. He This this bear owns a bed, but for some reason, for this cutscene at least, he is asleep just sitting on the floor. And he starts, like, astral projecting out of himself. And he, like... Floats over to the the little like hill with the swing or whatever where uh, we did the the last thing in Kingdom Hearts one, and he sees like a silhouette of Sora uh, of Sora leaving and saying goodbye, and he's just like, "Huh, I wonder who that is." Now, oh, well, I'm sure I'll remember it tomorrow. And it's like, what? Nope. That was Pooh going. Don't worry about it. That was Pooh going. Don't worry about it. I don't know. Um, but so you do the next thing, and they're in a cave. And uh, Pooh is missing. They Apparently he just went somewhere into the cave and everyone went to try to go after him, but they all got too scared. So they're just hanging out here at the entrance of the cave. Uh, Nico assumes that Pooh is dead. and Oh man, do I wish that were true because that would mean we didn't have to do this anymore. Um, Leave it! I, uh, you don't wish that Pooh was dead. You just don't, man. If it means we don't have to do this... No. Fine, whatever. Um, That's bad. Those are te- no-no uh, thoughts. Technically, this counts as a mini game. Um, 
but like you literally cannot go into the cave without doing this mini game, which sucks because they're like treasure chests that would be so easy for you to just walk up and get. But instead, you have to do the mini game where you're like keeping track of everybody because what what it is. It's framed that you are helping everyone look for poo because they're afraid that a jaguar, their version of jaguar, might have gotten to them. And so there is, I didn't take a picture of this because I didn't feel like it, uh, but there is a courage bar for the entire group that just, one, will slowly deplete or will slowly run out over time anyway, but then two, anytime anything at all happens, it'll like take a chunk off of it. And I mean, anything. Uh, there are a couple of spots in the cave where rocks will fall down. If anybody gets hit by a rock, that takes off of it. Um, there are a couple of spots where there's ice that you can slip on. If anybody slips on the ice, that'll take off of it. The one that does make sense, sort of, is there are bees in the cave? I don't know. I don't know why there are cave bees, but there are. There, there are bees in why the cave. Why would there be cave bees? I don't know if B is living in caves. Maybe this is a thing, but... We have sentient talking stuffed animals, and you're really going to question <clears throat> cave bees? Yes, the cave bees bother me, but it's basically just here to give you something to do. Uh, because hey, whenever the hey, bees show hey, up, um, hey, if Steven, they... What? Don't worry about it. Ah, there we go. Okay, I thought you were going to... Um, anyway, uh, after, basically, you know, so whenever you come across a group of bees, if... They sting anybody that takes off of the courage meter. The easiest thing to do for me, uh, and also just the funniest thing for me to do, is whenever I am playing through the game, I will abandon everybody here and like, because the way that the cave works, there's the little like entry tunnel where you first like met up with everyone, and then like kind of a big central room and like four or five little offshoots, and that's where the treasure chests and stuff are. Um, I will abandon everybody in, in the that like big open cavern just so I know where everybody is. Because basically, whenever the courage bar runs out, whatever little room that they're in, everyone will just start running around in that area until you go over and calm them down. So on the bright side, that means you know they're not going to leave that area and you don't have to keep track of them. Uh, so I'll just let it run out when I'm in that main area and then I'll just go and get all of like the treasure chests and stuff. And then go find Pooh, because this gives you, like, five minutes, but you don't even need that much. Um, but anyway, anyway, all of that aside, uh, you you finally, you go find Pooh. He's he's on a rock, just just hanging out, just thinking. Like, buddy, you could have done that anywhere. I don't know why you came here. Um, <laughs> he uh, basically, uh, Sora's like, hey, Pooh, what are you doing here? Or, hey, Pooh, what are you doing here? Everybody was worried about you. And he's like, well... I I remembered that I had forgotten somebody, but that I had promised them something really important. So I came here to try and think and figure out, you know, who that was and what that might have been. Which, again, you could have done that anywhere, but sure. Um, Kanga, God bless her, is trying to help. She's like, now think, Pooh. Couldn't, or wouldn't that somebody have been Sora? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. And then, like, his tummy rumbles and he finally remembers Sora. I'm not even kidding. That's what happens. Disturbing um, how a bear's stomach growling reminds him of a small child. I One, there's that. Well, luckily he exclusively eats honey, so I guess we're safe. Um, I know, but just any other bear. It's like, hmm, I think of a small child and suddenly I'm hungry. I know, right? Um, but no, like literally, basically what it'll do, what it is, is um, Kanga's trying to you tell, tell him the person you're trying to remember that Sora looks, he's right here. 
Uh, his tummy starts to rumble. He hears it echoing off the cave walls, and he's like, oh god, is that a Jaguar? And Sora's like, no, and Sora just kind of like boops him, and he's like, no, that's just your tummy rumbling. Come on, little guy, let's get you home. And he's like, I would like that very much, Sora. And it's like, finally, finally you remember me. Thank you. <sighs> um, but so they take each other's hands, and it's really cute, and like, go back, or Sora takes him back home. Do what? I said everybody goes, duh. Basically. Uh, we get a new Keyblade. Um, Stat-wise, this one kind of sucks. It's like a plus zero to both. Or it might be like two or three to magic, but I know it's plus zero to strength. Oh, there it goes. Um, but the main thing that this does is it has ability attached to it called uh, Drive Converter, I think is the name for it. Anyway, uh, basically all of the uh, money orbs that, that you would normally get from like defeating enemies and stuff, uh, now you'll get Drive Orbs. So it's really useful for leveling up master forms since that one levels up based on the number of drive orbs that you pick up so stat wise it kind of sucks but the ability balances it out yeah that's pretty cool yeah i do sort of dig the design um i don't remember what the what the winnie the pooh one was from the first game not doesn't matter uh anyway though uh so there's still just like with atlantica there's still one last thing to do um you go to the Starry Hill, and, like, Pooh literally is just sitting there with a honeypot stuck on his head. I don't know how these things happen. I'm not going to question it. Um, I had reasons. Yeah, basically. Uh, this is another one where, like, it's kind of just Sora helping out, but it counts it as a minigame. Uh, basically what you do, Sora grabs him by the ankles and starts, like, spinning around, and so you've got to, like, time your button press to stop him just right so that the, um, the honeypot will, like, fly off of his head, and if you time it right, it'll go, like, further, and that's how it scores you for the minigame, basically, how far it went. Uh, but, I mean, really, you just gotta do it, like, once. Uh, for at least this part, you can always come back and try to get a higher score, obviously. Um, uh, but, so after that, after they get in, like, out of the, out of the honeypot, uh, Sora's like, what were you even, you know, what were you doing out here anyway? Hang on one second. I feel like I had a sneeze. <coughs> Uh, thank you there we go sorry about that i'll cut that out yeah um but so sora asks him you know like you know what are you what are you doing out here all by yourself getting stuck in a honeypot and this is where it finally does start to get kind of sweet when the when this when the winnie the pooh world decides to have a story it can be really sweet and cute it's just all the mini games building up to it that really suck um uh basically pooh says that uh, he came. He was trying to think of a way to make it so that Sora wouldn't have to leave again. To which Sora's like, "Oh, buddy, I'm always gonna have to leave, but don't worry, I'll be right here in your heart. And you can, anytime you think about me, there I am, and stuff like that." And also, he promises to come back and visit, of course. Um, everybody else shows up. Uh, ooh, hang on one sec. I'm gonna actually select the picture, Stephen. There we go. Uh, but everyone, everyone else shows up. They all start saying their goodbyes. Um, Pooh is basically like, Sora, if I go looking for you, would I find you? And it's like, buddy, I don't even know how you would get out of this book, so probably not. Um, <laughs> although, you know, never underestimate the bear. Maybe he'd figure something out. I don't know. Um, uh, but this is where Pooh, or this is where Sora tells him, you know, I'll always be in your heart. You don't have to go anywhere. And also, I'll come and visit, uh, I promise. Uh but Sora does say that for now he does have to go because he's got stuff he's got to do. Uh, he looks back and everyone's waving goodbye. It's, it's 
all very cute. So I guess it's I guess it's a good thing that uh, that Pooh didn't die in the cave. Um, mm-hmm. as, as Sora leaves, though, it pans up to to show the moon, which now has an image of uh, Sora and I almost said Sora and Donald of uh, Sora and Pooh in it, which is again very cute. Um, since this world is a book, there's this weird like in between shot of. Like, I guess this is supposed to be happening, like, as Sora leaves the book. Uh, we see the cover that it had before, how it was all, like, torn up and stuff. Um, and then it flashes and it's repaired with a, a new picture of, if you notice, that Sora with his Kingdom Hearts 2 outfit. Uh, hanging out with with Pooh Bear. Yeah. Um, so, and then, it, and then it slaps the title card over it. So you barely even have time to, like, to look at this, even though it is honestly really cute. Um, and actually, you know... Now that I think about it, all of these different, um, all of these different like book covers that we see are probably like parodying actual Winnie the Pooh covers. Now that I think about it, or like That's actual like... shots of like Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, the books by A. A. Milne. Yeah, they're probably parodying like book covers from the actual books. Because I think Haley, I know Haley had like the retro, like the original Pooh stuff when she was like a newborn. That was part of her nursery, and I want to say she had a couple of the books. Nice. I vaguely remember them, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if those are supposed to be riffing off of those. Probably. They're probably something like that. The the one, especially the Kingdom Hearts 1 one, I feel like I've definitely seen on like some of the movies or something of uh, just, you know, with uh, Christopher Robin instead of Sora, obviously. Um, but yeah, so we're officially done with Hunger Dicker Wood. We get uh, Cure upgraded to Kiraga. Uh, we will start in on the Hollow Bastion stuff next time. How are we looking on time, anyway? Uh, 14 minutes. Oh, I could have actually done some, but I didn't take notes on it, so haha, too bad. Um, so you just want to go to questions, then? or? <laughs> yeah, we'll just go over to questions. Casey over here posting your poopsies are toast. Oh my god, wait, what, what did she post? Oh, she was... Co- oh, wait, that was... Oh, never mind, That was she posted that in the spoiler chat. Yeah, she had posted in the spoiler oh, chat uh, saying your poopsies are stuff toast. That I, can't even look, that I can't even look at. No, but uh, she and Flutterdark did post in the regular Kingdom Hearts channel. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Since I know we're gonna, we can edit this part out, but I'm still surprised nobody said anything about last night yet. I think we actually got away with it. Right. Um. Oh yeah. Fun. Uh. Letter Dark did chime in with uh with a fun fact. Again, don't worry about it. This doesn't mean anything. Uh-huh. Uh But the playtime that it shows off to the side of each world that does include cutscenes. Oh yeah, I saw that. That popped up on my little banner thing at the top, so I did notice that while we were recording. Oh no, I mean when it uh, when we looked at um um oh like the twelve minute thing. Yeah, that. Oh yeah, but not worry about it, right? Yeah, don't worry about it though. It's fine. It's 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 fine. I'm over here poking the cat, and he's getting annoyed. Oh my goodness! I'm trying to pet him, but he's like just out of reach. So all I can literally do is poke him, Autumn. and he's looking at me. He's Otto's not moving, but he's looking at me like mother why. <laughs> Meanwhile, Otto's over here dozing with his head on or with his head on my leg, being like and like every time I talk, oh, he'll look oh. up to me like, Why are you waking me up? Dad, I just want to snooze. I still can't look at the pictures that Julie sent you without just uncontrollably giggle snorting. I'll remember what when I was. When she was sending you the pictures of Otto staring at you. Oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> no, that wasn't even staring at me. I was working and she was out here looking or, with him on the couch. Yep. I know, like, uh, I saw that, and Cranberry was sleeping on my lap, and I saw that, and went, ha, out loud, so, 
out loud, so loud that it woke the cat up and he got mad at me. Oh my goodness. Uh, let me see. Did we get anything on Twitter? I don't think that we did. Let me check real quick. If you don't want me to touch your feet, quit making them so cute. <laughs> He's mad that I can mess with his front paws because there's no claws. Of course. Unfortunately, that also means he can still bite and get me with his back feet. And he is very quick with the biteies. Oh, we did get a, a question on Twitter. Who's this? Smoothie Tootie at Smoothie Tootie. All right. Shout out to Smoothie Tootie. Uh, uh, did you like the rhythm mini game in Atlanta? Well, listen to the episode. Oh. Spoiler alert. No. Better or worse <laughs> than this. Okay. This one is a tough question. Better or worse than the swimming mechanics in Kingdom Hearts 1. Kingdom Hearts 1. I will say better because it's less for you to have to keep up with. <laughs> it's I'll still- say from what I've I'll remain neutral just because I'm going to try to play more Kingdom Hearts today, but I myself have not actually gotten to it yet. That's fair. We're all buddy. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so there's, so that's that. Stop fighting me. <laughs> no, I wasn't even doing anything this time. He literally, like, back scooted his way over so he could grab my hand and try to bite it. Oh, shit, you're lucky you're cute. Do we have any others on Twitter? No. Right. No, yeah, that was the only one on Twitter. Uh, so over into the mailbag. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Let me scroll back up. There we go. Okay. So Flutterdark, um, uh, you you can click on these. He just spoiler tagged them since he was commenting early. Uh, Atlantica. Okay. So why do you need a drive gauge or Thundaga to yeah uh, Thundaga to progress here? The rest makes sense, but in the plot, but those two requirements don't. I don't know. Again, I don't like it. It pisses me off because you're right. Um. The drive gauge, you can kind of excuse as basically just being that, oh, well, that means that Sora's just gotten better at doing stuff in general, I guess, since, like, that song was supposed to be so technical or whatever. Eh. But the Daga, especially, I don't know why they decided that that's what you need, because... That's because it seems like the Daga would be the last thing you would need in a world filled with water. Well, also that, but, like, again, even for the first one where you needed Thunder to do it, there was, like, this whole little, like, crystal outcropping thing that sort of, like, zaps and it starts to glow. They don't even have you do anything like that. I thought for sure that they would, but no. I mean, not this time. I've played the game enough times that I remember that they don't. But, like, you know, the first time playing through, I thought for sure that, that they'd do something like that. But nah, fuck you. Get Thunder and, or get Thundaga and come back. Ugh. Anyway, uh, what's this next question? Hundred Acre Wood. How far is Robert's... Is Robert's... Them... <laughs> <clears throat> you need a moment. Let me start that over. How far is Rabbit's Honey Storage? Uh, this in reference to the Honey Gathering mini game uh, from the last time that we talked about Hundred Acre Wood uh, that we didn't actually talk about today, since we had already talked about it. I don't know, dude. I guess it's like all over the damn place because you slide all over the book and like in and out of pages and between chapters. Rat Rabbit just puts honey wherever. I guess he yeah. in in fairness. He has to, because he knows if he keeps it all in one location, Pooh will find and eat all of it. So if he scatters it, then at the very least, Pooh might not find all of it. Yeah. Hang on. I'm just, I'm just like, is Rabbit, like, secretly a honey bear? And, like, does he have a monopoly on the honey production in the Hundred Acre Woods? No, like, everybody in Hundred Acre Woods eats honey for some reason. Pooh just really likes it, I guess. Oh. I mean, Rabbit does eat vegetables, because he's got his garden. That is true. He's also got his garden. But at least they're getting some kind of vitamins in there. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, like everybody in the Hundred Acre Woods seems to seems to really like honey. Or at least everybody's always got pots lying around. I don't know. Uh Big Brother Ben asked, 
who is the char- the cutest character in the movie worlds? And I mean in a dating way, not in a on the scrunkly way. So, oh. so Kat, mm. who, in the in the Disney worlds, who you want to date? I'm thinking. I don't know. Most of I them. I thought of this. Most of them are like watered down versions of themselves from the movies. So, like the way most of them are presented now, I feel like they would just get annoying or like have almost no personality if you tried to like hang out with them for any amount of time. And that's aside from any of them being cute or not cute. Um, I think I still have to go with Eric. Yeah, you know, I w- I want a guy who will a- who will gladly shish kebab a fucking sea witch for me. Let's see, who all do we even have? Uh, Kingdom Hearts two, just the characters. KH two, Disney characters. Great. It's it immediately goes Sora, Roxas, and Riku. Those bitches aren't in Disney movies. Why do you do this to me, Clara Cluck? Fuck is that? Oh, from not from Robin Hood. No, from um uh Timeless River. Okay. Sure. Um We'll go with that. I don't know. Um uh, I don't know who I, who I'd want to date in any of the Disney worlds here. Uh if you dated Belle, you would be living in a castle and have like an army of animated servants. That's well, that's true, I guess. either either Belle or Mulan, I guess. Actually, no, Mulan is, Mulan's got some some personality to her in this one. It actually make her really sweet. Uh, that's true. I, honestly, I'm like 50-50 between, or I guess 30. Oh, you would have, have a sweet horse, too. Or I guess I'm like 33-33-33 between Eric, Belle, and Mulan. So, you know what? Polycule. Fuck you. That's fair. <laughs> um, uh, who is our next question? Oh, Veer. Continuing the dead goof timeline. <laughs> God. <laughs> Do you think any moments would have played out differently in the Pride Lands with Cloud in Goofy's place? Oh my god, that would be incredible. Cloud would not have been able to play along with the whole ghost scar thing. No, he wouldn't. Or he'd like play along too well and just say something really mean. He would like dig up all of Simba's daddy issues. Right? No, no, he wouldn't even... No, you know what? He wouldn't do that. As soon as he saw that Simba's not dealing with it, he'd be like, alright, fine, I'll go take care of this. Bye. True. This is very true. God, also, just... he would have just... Also, like, the minute the three hyenas tried to run off, let's be honest, Cloud would have just wiped them out. That is also true. Do you think he would turn into a, a lion or into one of those red dogs from Final Fantasy VII? Um, I think he, because of the world he was in, he would technically be a lion, but I think he would look more like one of the red dogs. There we go. Like, there would definitely be that style in his appearance, which actually I think would have been kind of cool to see. Here we go. I just googled Final Fantasy Cloud Lion. Let's see if this uh, brings me. Anything. Isn't his name Red? Something like I that. I think so. Something like that. It's been forever since I've seen like Advent Children or anything like that, but I vaguely remember it. Yeah, uh, that's, Final- that's I guess Lightning from Final Fantasy Thirteen. I don't remember the character's name. What the fuck did Casey just post? That is creepy. Oh, I don't know what's happening. What's going on? I don't know, but look at that screenshot. It's really fucking creepy. Ah! Can't wait to show off this cool rock. Oh my god, what's happening? I'm gonna have to watch that when we're done. What the fuck, Casey? Casey, don't post movies while we're recording it. I can't watch them. <laughs> don't God. Post that. Okay, okay, getting back over to questions. Since you can unlock Atlantica before Goofy's death, how do you think the game would handle the scenes where either Goofy or Cloud would be er, would be in, depending on how far you are in game uh, when you visit Atlantica? Overall, well, I don't think I think they would write the cutscenes in such a way that it didn't really make a huge difference who was there, but since we did have a few instances in Kingdom Hearts 1, 
where you had alternate cutscenes depending on like when you did something in relation to the overall story. They could probably uh, give us a version that has Goofy and a version that has Cloud. They would just write both of them in that world so that they were basically doing the same thing so it's easier. Oh, dude, dude. Awesome idea, though. If Cloud had been in there for one of the cutscenes. So, you know the song where everybody gets a line? Yes. So, imagine it guts over for Goofy's lines, and instead of Sora singing, the camera just cuts to him, and he's just, like, silent the entire time. Yes, oh my god. And then it, and then it goes to the next person, and they just keep singing like nothing happened. No, not even silent. You just see him come, like, he's, he's being silent, but it's that thing where, like, to emphasize how quiet he's being, a couple of bubbles bloop up. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But, like he's just floating there, looking deadpan, and then it switches to the next person, and they just keep singing. Uh, okay, here we go. Continuing the bit, is Hundred Acre Woods part of the Four Realms? Is the book related to Egg? You know. That's you. You know, I feel like there's actually an argument that you can make there because, annoyingly, we only see three out of the four realms in the movie. I'm pretty sure there's like, um. There's like the realm of flowers, the realm of I think ice, uh, sugar plum fairy. I think is just kind of from no, she's from like a realm of sweets or something. Never mind. I think we do like in some way, way shape, or form see all four realms. Uh, but you could probably you could probably make an argument for the hundred acre wood fitting somewhere in there, or like as a fifth realm hanging off onto the side. As for whether um, the book is related to egg, they both do seem to serve a similar function. So maybe it's more just like book versus, I guess, like book on tape. I went mm. further into that than I had intended. Why are you doing this to me? Right. Uh, Casey over here with the hard question. Which is your favorite Atlantica song? They all suck. Also, she said if there's extra time in the episode, can you make Kat listen to all of the shitty songs? I'm not going to do that to you. Um, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> no, what? That can be a bonus bit that we record later if you want, if you've got time. No, I don't want to. Because that would mean okay. that I'd have to go back and listen to all of them again. You'll, Thank you. You'll see them when you when you watch the Let's Play and when you like play the game far enough. So that's enough. That's, that's going to hurt you enough. We'll just get a message from me going, why? There you go. Uh, which 100 Acre Wood character would you like to hang out with for a day? Uh, I think Kanga. Uh, yeah, you know what? Kanga. I have kids. We could probably arrange a play date with, like, Grayson, Mia, and Rue. Well, like, she's honestly the most sane. She's not as neurotic as Rabbit. Also that. She's less chaotic than Tigger. She's less likely to get you involved with, you know, being chased by bees like Pooh would be. I would I would be down to hang out with Kanga for the day. Yeah, if we're just talking a day, because part of me on a similar token would want to say Piglet, because he himself wouldn't really get you into shenanigans. But if you're hanging out with Piglet... He'd be worrying the whole time. Well, one, he'd be worried about everything, and that could get stressful. But two, there is like a 95% chance that Pooh barges in and makes the whole day about him. And I'm not here and for that. And you get dragged into shenanigans. Exactly. If I'm hanging out with uh, with uh, Kanga and Rue, I don't have to worry about that. We're just having a chill time. The parents are off to the side having some tea. The kids are playing. Everything's fine. Well, and if you're hanging out with Kanga, too, chances are she's going to go around and visit everybody anyway. So you can at least still see everybody and say hey to them, but you are just got a less chance of being dragged into shenanigans. Exactly. So, yeah, there we go. We both say Kanga. I think that would be the best. That would be the win-win. Yes. (sighs) Okay, uh, let me get back over to Twitter so we can do our plugs. (laughs) 
Please don't die. We're almost done. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, so starting off with Nero, as always, since they're not on these episodes, uh, you can find Nero on Twitter at Dragonsmoocher. Um, they have still got uh, the podcast of Power, which was a She-Ra podcast that I'm still listening to because I had like a week, a couple of weeks instead of listening to podcasts, I just watched really long YouTube videos because Legends Arceus had come out and everybody was posting their uh, their first playthroughs. Not the point. Um, Excuses. Eh. Um, but yeah, anyway, so there's Podcast of Power, the Sierra one. There's Prime Cuts Pod, which is the Twitter for uh, the for Prime Cuts, which is uh, <laughs> which is their Transformers podcast, and it's still fucking showing that same picture of Kirby trying to eat Optimus. I don't know why I clicked over to that. Um, <laughs> and they, I think, said that well, they will soon be doing Radio Free Heidelin, uh going over um, Kingdom Hearts, not Kingdom Hearts, God damn it, Final Fantasy fourteen. With uh, Jane from uh, the podcast in power. Still skeptical. Yeah, I believe in them. It'll happen at some point. Uh huh. <sighs> okay, so your turn. All right, uh, I'm Kat. You can find me at on Twitter at z minus eighty seven. You can also, of course, as always, find me on Kingdom Hearts Off Weeks with Steven and Nero doing Disney minus, where we are doing the next movie we're doing is actually my pick, Brave. Yeah. And then uh, me, Stephen, am at... Why am I talking like this? And then I <laughs> am on Twitter at Marshmallow, which is spelled like Marshmallow, except that it has my name in it. Uh, you can also find me at dad underscore tastic, where I promise I will be posting dad jokes soon. Um, nice. Eh, eh, eh. I, I want to try to get back to doing that regularly. Anyway, um, you can also find me, well, not me specifically, uh, at Resi Beats Pod, which is the Twitter for Resonant Beats, an actual play podcast that I'm in. Playing interstitial, our hearts intertwined. Every time you say that, I keep thinking it's like a Resident Evil podcast. There, that is also fair. Which I can also watch. Or, well, you know, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, um, so yeah, so next time we will uh, get back to, you know, what's going on with Hollow Bastion and uh, Space Paranoids. Uh, we're going. We'll also be do do some more Tron stuff. Um, so look forward to that, and then will basically be in the end game going forward from there. So get ready or buckle in for some Kingdom Hearts bullshit. I mean, we've actually wrapped up Kingdom Hearts 2 faster than we thought we would. Yeah, I forgot how quickly you go through the second visit. Right, because I think originally we we projected like almost two years doing this game, going with every other week. But right now, even with the delays we've had, like you said, we're almost in the end game. Yeah, well, you know. Um, Yeah, that's... that's yeah, I had forgotten like how how much quicker the uh, the second trip through each world is. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, look forward to all of that. Um, obviously, I'll post question posts and all of that jazz. Uh, I'll make sure he doesn't forget. Feel like there was something else I was supposed to say, but I'm forgetting what that was. So instead, I will just say, I'm already half Kingdom Hearts. I'm out. <laughs>